Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Joe McCall here, Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And today is going to be a real good episode. We're going to be talking about how to get all the BS off your plate. Excuse my French. <laughs> is it okay? Am I going to have to mark this podcast as explicit? I don't know. We're going to talk about how to get all the BS off your plate because there's a few things that are important to focus on as a real estate investor, and that is making offers, right? And the more time you spend in the minutia the details of closing your deals, the less time you have to follow up and make offers with sellers and talk to sellers because that's where the money is. If you're not on the phone, you're not making money. And if you have a team, if your team's not on the phone, then you're not making money. So it's important. I've always said it's important to find out, to find people that are doing the where you're, the, the $5 an hour activities. Not that this is $5 an hour activities, closing deals and and doing transaction coordinating but you need to stop asking how and start asking who and so on this podcast we're going to be talking with a friend of mine his name is David Old and we're going to be talking about how to find transaction coordination companies so like how could you get an in-house closing coordinator or a transaction coordinator to close all your deals and we're going to be talking about that cuz David has a company that can do that and if you want more information right now, if you go to closelikejoe.com, closelikejoe.com, and that link should be in the description of this video. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's in the show notes. But if you go to closelikejoe.com, it's going to forward you to David Old's website. And we're going to be talking about that here in just a minute with him. So first of all, we are live on YouTube and Facebook. So if you're watching us right now on YouTube and Facebook, tell us where you're from. Tell, say hi. Love to hear from you. We'll show your comments in the video here as we go through. And if you have questions, please type them right now in the chat, uh, in the comments, wherever you are watching this. And they, again, will pop up here and I can bring them up. If you have questions about how to close your deals, how this program works, if it's for you or not, that's um, good. And, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about is, can David do this for land deals? Land deals is something I'm going to be focusing a lot on in 2022 in my own business, in my own IRA, and I'm also creating a course about that. So if you're looking for a company that can close all of your deals, houses or land deals nationwide, they can do all of the title work and all the hassle and headaches and stuff like that for you, for all your virtual deals, then you want to go to closelikejoe.com and find out how to do it. So I'm going to bring David on. David Olds, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's been a long time. It has been. You were on my show way yeah. back on episode 14. Did you, <laughs> and what episode are we on now? Uh, 1,098 or something, 90, wow. 1,095-ish or so. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking on my website. If you go to Real Estate Investing Mastery, guys, I had David. Are you still in Chattanooga, Tennessee? I am. I am Chattanooga, Tennessee. So the podcast was over 10 years ago, David. Can you believe that? Wow. Oh, my gosh. It was October 11, 2011. Wow. wow. October yeah. 11, yeah, 2011, yeah. episode number 14. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we found you either. It might have been on, you Let's were active on Alex's Facebook group. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, that was the first podcast I ever did, of course. And I was, I think I was telling you last week when we talked, I was so nervous. I was <gasps> hyperventilating, walking around my office, just I couldn't catch my breath. I was just so nervous. So no, I appreciate y'all having me. And I still get, I still get people that reach out to me over that podcast. I wrote here, David is one of those good old country boys <laughs> from down South in Tennessee even though he is not originally from there. He's a great yeah. investor doing a ton of deals, mostly wholesaling and some rehabbing. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy meeting him. He doesn't have, okay, I can't, I can't read all this here. Just a great guy doing great things. Yeah. So we'll have, uh, we will have a, um, a link to that old podcast. If any of you want to hear it, but if you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com and just do a search for David Olds, you'll see that. So what have you been doing these days? What have you been doing since then? Man, well, I haven't done a thousand podcasts like you have, but uh, I've done probably over a thousand deals. So yeah, so we've been busy. So back when we talked in 2011, I had been in Chattanooga for about two years and not to rehash a bunch of stuff, but it was, you know, the depths of the recession and we left, yeah. we left the central Florida Orlando market in search of greener pastures, like, like everybody who moved around back then. And we, we basically landed in Chattanooga for, for real estate. So we came here because it was just a better market. It was in a, actually an emerging market. It just hadn't taken that fall off of a cliff like like it had in Florida. So we came here and with the intention of buying some multifamilies, some, you know, some apartments, quads, that type of stuff. And, you know, if you if you go back in time and you can remember back that far, anybody who was who was investing then, the one thing banks weren't doing was lending any money. They were very busy taking properties back in 2011, 10, 11, 12. So we we had to start wholesaling. You know, we had to, um, you know, because rehabbing wasn't the best of things to do back then because people still weren't weren't buying. We did a couple of them. But uh, yeah, so we got really good at, at wholesaling. And Were you wholesaling mainly in, in Tennessee at the time? 100%, only in our backyard here. And we, again, got really good. We really dominated our market. You know, and wholesaling, I, I know we've talked about this, wholesaling in your backyard and wholesaling virtually are a little bit different business. But yeah, so really grew the grew the market here until probably 2016. And then as I brought a couple other people into my company, we had some partners. You know, Chattanooga is a great city, but it's only 300,000 people in the in the metro area. And again, there's only so many deals you can do. So to support four partners <clears throat> that we had at the time, we've said, well, I guess what we're going to have to do is start going virtual, right? And I've never been a huge proponent of that. I always tell people, you know, master your own backyard first. But we did that. And, you know, doing 10, even 10 deals a month in Chattanooga, um, you know, by the time you split that four ways, it's just, it's not as profitable as you'd like it to be. So because we had a bunch of partners, we said, well, let's let's start to expand out and and go virtual. And that, that was sort of what drove us to start being in, in other markets. Now, Chattanooga is not that big of a market. Ten deals yeah. at the, a month at the time. Yeah, yeah, we hundred percent. We Chattanooga, Northern Georgia. I mean, it, we're okay. probably within a fifty mile radius. All right. So as you started expanding, going into virtual markets, what were some of the things you looked for? So, well, in the beginning, we we didn't know what to look for. This was back in 2015, 16. That was before everybody had a virtual wholesaling course. So we're like, well, Birmingham feels close. Let's try that. <laughs> Let's. Uh, and then for some reason, we also picked St. Louis, which is a great market if you live in St. Louis, but virtually it, it can be a little bit tough. So why, why is that? I'm just curious. Well, so what we did was we applied what we what we did here in Chattanooga to other markets, right? So, well, lower end areas, we did really well here. We made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So we just thought we could apply what we what we did here and we just started marketing in other areas. And we didn't have it you have any idea 
what those markets were. Like we weren't doing any market research. It was literally like just through a dart. Like, let's go to St. Louis and, and try to do some deals. And <laughs> we we went to St. Louis. And if you're familiar with, there's some areas that aren't that aren't awesome, that have a lot of burnouts and just vacant houses. And I think our first week we got like nine contracts and we thought, oh my God, this is going to be fantastic. Buy the jet. We're going to be so rich, virtual wholesaling. And we didn't understand the market and we were contracting things that just weren't sellable. So same thing in Birmingham, great market, but there's so much supply. The demand is very low. So like if, if I lived in Birmingham, I'm, I'd have really cleaned up because we'd have done, you know, five or six deals a week, but they're all three, four, five, six thousand $6,000 deals at the time. So so we had to learn, we had to learn a bit about market research and what zip codes we wanted to be in and, you know, and that, that type of stuff. So we, when we started, we, we learned every way to screw up a business that you could. All right. And so then you st- I'm, I'm texting my guy right now because people are yeah. messaging me that the link is not working. Uh-oh. So apologize guys. If you're watching this right now on YouTube, it will be fixed soon. But if you go to closelikejoe.com, you'll see David's company. It's called Easy Closings, uh, Easy REI Closings. The link on your side or my side? And it's my problem. Okay. And my guy is like, uh, <clears throat> he's trying to fix it. And okay. this is a common problem of mine. Technology. Yeah. yeah well, you do you do the WWW or not? Do you do the HTTPS or not? Good thing you don't have to worry about that when you're doing deals, right? <laughs> you don't have to worry about domains when you're buying. I'll tell you, it's still domains. technology. It, you know, I'm the anti-technology guy. If I can get my printer to work on most days, I'm pretty happy, which right yeah. now it's not working, so I'm ready to throw it out the window. But uh, but yeah, I mean, these are those are all the problems that that you have when you when you start expanding out. You have to get a little bit better at stuff. Well, so Maybe we can talk about that a little bit. You know, yeah. by the way, we have Chris, or, or is that Critter? Critter. Critter Kid. I love it. Love it. Yeah, Idaho Falls, Idaho. Mm-hmm. We have a Facebook user. I don't see your name here. And Sam, my marketing director, is like saying, yes, it's closelikejoe.com. Gary from Indiana is in the house. Nice. We just nice. picked up a deal in Indiana. Nice. And then yeah. Tyrone. Hello. What's up, Tyrone? Okay. So let's talk about virtual deals. Yeah. And this kind of ties into why you created a virtual yeah. closing transaction coordination yeah. company. Um, so let's, but let's talk about virtual deals, right? Like yeah. you're in a small little market, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm sure it's gotten more competitive Oh yeah, over the years. And, and I bet you a glass of iced tea <laughs> since you're from the South Yeah, that back then in 2011, when you were doing deals in Chattanooga, Tennessee, you also thought it was competitive back then. Am I right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So again, you know, we've all, all my game. point is it's all perspective, right? It is a hundred percent. Right. So if you're just staying inside your little fishbowl, that's, what you see is what you perceive. So yeah, like one new person would come to town and be like, oh my God, there's competition. You know, there, there's, there's, you know, two or three new people. And at, but at that time we were, we were definitely the the biggest fish. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Here's my, I want to clarify this. If it's not enough competition, there's not enough sellers, right? Right. And if there's not right. enough sellers, then there's not enough buyers. People who want to complain will always find something to complain about 100 percent. it comes to when when they're doing uh-huh. deals no matter where it is yeah my market is too small my market is too big it's too competitive not a competitive mm-hmm. enough not mm-hmm. enough deals here so anyway stop right. complaining and, and just start do doing deals yeah i had that conversation with somebody like an hour and a half ago we were talking about shifting his markets a little bit and i said well you know you can go to someplace like atlanta and charlotte so more deals um but you know there's a trade-off there's a little bit more competition but you definitely want to be in a place where there are going to be buyers right that's that's the most it's way more important to have a place where you're going to be able to move your deal. So if you're looking at a market, and this was one of the mistakes that we made on the front side is when we go into a market to evaluate it, we're going to look at, okay, are, are there cash buyers here? You know, 
What kind of spreads are we looking at? Are there people doing flips? Is there enough data to show that if we get a deal here, we can sell it? And then with that data, we can also work backwards and try to figure out what the best price is to, you know, to be putting these properties under contract. Because if I go to poor Anderson, Alabama, I beat on them all the time because we had a deal there last year and there's like 265 people in the town and I have a, I have a property under contract. I have 264 other people to sell it to. So a little bit tough to be in those, those types of markets. Okay. So let's talk about some of the markets. You know, in 2011, you started going into virtual markets mm-hmm. and into other areas. What were some of the things you were looking for when you, choose, when you chose a, a, a virtual market to go into? Well, in the beginning, it was something, where could I drive to if, if I needed to? Because I was unsure. I didn't know how, how to do it. You know, now, 2022, there's a lot of information on the internet of even just YouTube videos on how to go virtual. But back then, there wasn't. And for me and my crazy squirrel brain, I had like these real hangups. I'm like, how are we going to get pictures? How are we going to how are we going to do all of these things? So um, so we definitely had to overcome some of those. So in the beginning, because I didn't understand how to kind of the mechanics of how to be virtual, my first thought was, well, let's at least go someplace where I can drive if I need to. If I need to go show the property in an emergency, I can do that. So that's how we started in Birmingham, Atlanta, Huntsville, you know, Charlotte, some of the places that are relatively, relatively close to us. Um, but yeah, as, as we've gone on over time, and now we're all over the country, we, we've definitely figured that out a little bit better. Would you say some markets are easier than others? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I would base that on the amount of buyers that are, that are in a market. Right? Yeah. So what course, no matter where, is it? Yeah. Is it no matter where you've had, you've got to know how to comp the deal, right? Like let's assume that's a given, but a great deal, even if it's comped, right? If there are only 40 cash sales within a half mile in the last year is not going to sell as good as someplace where there's 300 cash deals that were sold within a half mile in the last year. Right. So it's just, you're just, you're fishing in a pond that's stocked with more fish, right? So it takes less time to, to turn those, to turn those properties. Would you agree it's easier to find a house for a buyer than it is a buyer for a house? house Does that make sense? Buyer. It's easier to yeah. find a house for a buyer yeah. than it sure. is for a buyer for a house. Sure. And before we got, we, we did a lot because we shifted our markets a little bit for 2022. We spend a lot of time on the front side researching a market to figure out what, what it is that's selling. 100%. Because here's the example I give people. If I was to go out and get an ice cream truck tomorrow right? Because I'm a big guy and I like ice cream. You know, chocolate and vanilla are my two favorite flavors. And I go out and I sell chocolate and vanilla and I might be selling some, but if people are like, Hey, I want pistachio and I'm allergic to peanuts. Naturally, I would never put peanuts, you know, pistachio on my truck, but the market's telling me that they want pistachio. We're putting pistachio in my truck. I'm putting on some gloves and we're serving pistachio. So the point of that story is go out and figure out what, what it is that the market wants and and just provide that for them. You don't have to recreate the wheel. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So you started doing deals virtually. Why did you start your own closing transaction coordination company? Or I tell you, it's an interesting story how it how it came about. So, so sort of the way that you know everything always evolves, right? It's like one little kernel that that's like a popcorn that pops. So we have a we have a fully built out office. We have a big dispositions team, and we're really great at, at moving deals. And the last couple of years, we were doing a ton of JV deals. Our team was just great because we're we're really good at moving deals and finding buyers and all of that stuff. And after talking to these the JV partners, because we would have people that would come back over and over and just keep providing us deals. The one thing that they really loved is we did everything for them, right? So so people would bring you deals or you'd bring deals? No, to- people would bring deals to us. They would bring deals to us for us to sell for them. And one of the things that we, they really loved was 
they didn't have to deal with any of the stuff on the back end, any of the transactions, right? They didn't do do any of that. And so we had our we had a couple of in-house transaction coordinators that that did that, you know, did that for them. So we had a couple of people say, Hey, will you just we can you close our deals? And I'm like, Well, like just close your deals. And I said, I mean, I could, I guess. So that was sort of the the small kernel that evolved into, well, we're really great at this. We have the connections with nationwide title companies because we're working nationwide. How could we do this as a service and make it where it's really affordable and we can provide a ton of value, right? So that's that was sort of the, the precipice of where Easy REI Closings came from. Okay. So talk about the closing process. What's involved with closing deals and how do you do it nationwide? Because like sometimes you do deals in small towns. Sometimes you yeah. do small little vacant land deals mm-hmm. in obscure counties. How are you able to do that in all 50 states? So the hardest thing... Couple of things that you want to have that up ahead of time. You want to have a contract that's going to work. That's going to work every place, right? So, so that's that's super important for us. The way that we do it is we're we're actually direct with some of the largest title companies, underwriters in the country. So, Old Republic, First American, Fidelity, and then there's a couple of other ones. So, so we're able to send our deals directly with them to to get them closed. So the, the process is pretty simple. It's not a lot different than you would do in your own company if you were to hire somebody for thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. The one because the one thing that COVID taught us, the only one of the few good things that came out of it is we are a virtual world, right? So we don't have to have people, you know, a, a closing company in every city across the country, right? We were we were closing deals, and and almost all of it was being done either online or we were sending documents back and forth. So when people started asking us if we would if we could close their deals, we're like, well. Sure. Like we're, we're doing that. We're doing that for us. So yeah, that was how it initially started. Okay. So what's involved with, can you kind of go through the process? Of, sure. Sure. So involved with transaction coordinator and, and closing deals virtually. Yeah. So, I mean, so you might be old, you're old enough maybe to remember Joe, you might be as old as me or not quite getting there, but do you remember those old commercials, the hair club for men guy, where he would say, I'm not just, yes, look at there that. There you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there too. He would say, not only am I the owner and founder, but I'm also a client. Yes. Right. So that was the way that I approached Easy REI Closings because I'm kind of a son of a gun to, you know, to work for. I like, I'm really picky. I want, I want things to be done right. So I actually created, created this transactions company as a standalone business that will serve me first. Right. So I want to make sure that it does all the things that people have promised us over the years. I've met, can't tell you how many title companies I've met with over the years. And they're like, we're going to have an online portal and you're going to be able to go online anytime and see exactly where your deal is. We're going to provide you all the information. We're going to, yeah, you laugh because you've been told the yes, same thing. Yes. We're going to do all these things for you so that it's just hands off. And it never happened, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. So, so when we decided we were going to do this, we spent probably four months with, with software developers building out a platform, a portal. And I had this envisioned in my mind where, okay, so at two o'clock in the morning, can I log into this portal, right? And can I see exactly what stage my, my file is in? Okay, can, can we do that? Well, yeah, I think we can do that. Okay, well, let's start building it. And it took, like I said, it took three or four months to get that, that public facing side of our CRM out there. So, so you as the client, you can log in again, any time of the day or night, it's instantaneously updated. Okay, we've received your contract. We're contacting the seller. You know, we're starting the preliminary title stuff. We're collecting seller docs. We're doing those things, you know, so all the way, all the way through that process. So, so what it looks like for you, for you as a, as a client for Easy REI is, <clears throat> again, our mission statement in life is to help you do more deals, right? By taking off all of the nonsense 
that's involved in, in wholesaling, right? Because none of us got in this business to do paperwork. I promise you, not a single wholesaler said, boy, I want to flip houses because I love doing paperwork because it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever, right? Nobody did that. And, it, and it's intimidating to a lot of people too, especially yeah. in the land business. Yeah. When a, there's a lot of self-closing that is done. Mm -hmm. um, it can get intimidating because you're like, well, how am I going to search? And this is something else I'm going to ask you later on. Yeah. Like, how am I going to do the how am I going to do the title search? Right. How do I know I'm filing the right paperwork with the mm -hmm. county? How do I know yeah. I'm looking at everything the right yeah. way? And sometimes people are afraid, well, if I'm in this little small virtual market of mm -hmm. like 5,000 people, there's not going to be a title company there. Yeah. And if there is, they're going to charge me a ton of money to do these deals. Mm -hmm. Right. So and are, are you going to know the right question to call the random ABC title company in Paducah, Illinois? And yeah. am I going to get the right person? Are they investor friendly? And I'm going to, are they going to let me double close or do an assignment? Right. Right. So, so yeah, so hundred percent, you have all of those fears when you're, when you're trying to get set up. I mean, it's hard enough doing what we do. <laughs> you know, it's, I tell people we're like, we're like juggling flaming sticks dynamite all the time. We're dealing with sellers, we're dealing with buyers, we're doing all those things, but you know, most entrepreneurs or wholesalers, you know, if you're, if you're like me, like you love talking to people, like that's what we want to do. We want to go out and make deals. We want to talk to sellers. We want to talk to buyers. We want to close deals. The worst thing is going back and going, oh, okay. Now, how do I find that title company? How do I, how do I solve this issue that I've never heard of? What's a monument of title? Oh my God. What's an affidavit of airship? What are all these things that the title companies <laughs> yeah. ask me for? You know, we call it abstract or language. It looks like Latin when it comes across from from the title company, you know, just, they just give you a printout of a, of a title search and say, Hey, you need to fix all these things. And I spent 40 minutes and I'm good at this. I've been doing this for 20 years. I spent 40 minutes on Google trying to, trying to figure out, translate what it is that they're saying. So, so what we set out to do was to take all that stuff off of, off your plate as a wholesaler and a real estate investor. And we've hired people transaction coordinators, like super experienced people that have been in title for 10 years that grew up in, in title companies so that they know they can take those, those reports from a title company and go, Oh, Hey Joe, I just need you to call this, you know, call the seller, you know, is, is the sister dead? Is she still alive? What is it that we need? Right. We can give it to you in plain English. Like, here's what we need to do to get this thing closed. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. So you, you, your company does all of the title search. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's how it works. <clears throat> just on its simplest level. So you go out today, you sign a contract to buy Mrs. Smith's, Mrs. Smith's house at 123 Main Street. All you do is you go in, back. In uh, a town of like 20,000 people. Pick your town, any place in the country. I love small towns. There's so much money to be made in small towns. Right there, is a, there is a lot. So you're going to go, you're going to log into to, um, Easy REA Closings. Every person who's a client for us has a customized portal that's going to show just your properties and all of the information. So you're going to go there. You're just going to upload that contract. That's it. I need the contract. We need the seller's name, contact info. That's it. You're done. Go work on selling your property now. Like all that stuff that you used to do yesterday, you don't have to do that anymore. So what's going to happen is that that contract's going to come to us. As soon as it drops into our inbox, it starts shooting off a bunch of alarms. Hey, new contract. Somebody needs to uh, assign this to a coordinator because we have multiple coordinators. So they've got like 45 minutes to assign that to somebody. So now Heather assigns it to, let's say, Sydney. Sydney goes, oh, okay, Mrs. Smith. Hey, Mrs. Smith. This is Sydney with Easy REI Closings. Um, you just, you just, uh, you contracted with Joe to buy this property at 123 Main Street. Hey, so I'm going to be your coordinator and I'm going to be taking this through the, through the closing process. I need to get a little bit of information from you. Do you have just a minute? All right. So now we're going to start gathering all that information. The seller doc is what we call it. Her name, is she married or is it in a corporation? Is it in a truck? All of those things that the title company is going to need to know. So in the meantime, what you're doing is now you're going out finding your buyer. 
right? So now you've just skipped all that nonsense of starting the type, starting all of the title work, right? So, so you're going out, you're finding your buyer, you go back to your, t- your portal, upload, we call it contract two or your assignment contract, right? So you're going to upload that. That's going to come in. It's also going to go to Sydney because your file is going to stay, stay with the same coordinator all the way through. Within that portal, you have the ability to send messages back and forth. You know, hey, Sydney, I talked to Mrs. Smith and, and here's what I know, right? They, you can send messages back and forth. So great. Sydney gets that contract number two. Hey, Bob, this is Sydney. I'm with Easy REI Closings. Joe is selling you this property. I need to get a little bit of information. It says here that you're uh, going to title, you're going to vest the property in, you know, the Red Dog LLC. Cool. I need your corporate docs and your articles of incorporation. How are you funding this deal? Oh, you're using a hard money lender. Fantastic. Can you give me their information so I can reach out to them and get them connected with the title company? So we're going to do all of that for you. So the next thing that you're going to happen is, Joe, you're going to get a message from Sydney that says, hey, we're closing next Thursday. Are you going to want wired funds or are you going to want it uh, a check mail to you? How do you want to do that? So what's going to happen is we are going to do all the, the contact with the seller, contact with the buyer, and the contact with the title company. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, okay. very good. So then the title is clear or, yep. you know, it's, th- there's something that needs to be fixed. You're uh-huh. going to communicate it with us. Your team will make any phone calls they can. We may need to make some phone calls. Yeah. Just kind of help with that process, right? Yeah, we're going to try to do everything we can. We'll call Mrs. Smith and go, hey, Mrs. Smith, you know, it looks like the property has you and your husband, Bob, on the title. Is Bob still, you know. Is he still, is he still alive? He's still alive, right? No, he passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Can I get a copy of the death certificate? That's common. It happens all the time. Yeah, we deal with distressed properties and distressed people. So so that happens common, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, great. We we need to we need to get can we get a copy of the death certificate so that we can we can get this closed and, and get you paid just as quickly as we can, right? So yeah, absolutely. We'll do everything we can, you know, to to gather up that info. Now, let's say something happens and we can't get a hold of Mrs. Smith. Like we're gonna we're gonna call her, we're gonna email her, we're gonna text her, we're gonna do everything that we can. After three or four days, we're gonna let you know. Hey, Joe, just want to let you know we tried all of these things. We can't get a hold of her. Can you reach out to her and just see if you can trigger her to call us back? See what's going on, right? All right. So let's. So we'll touch base with her every single week up until closing. All right. Now you're doing that. We find a buyer who's interested, and we decide we want to do an assignment. Yeah. Let's say we. How does that work? Um, very simple. So, <coughs> excuse me. So one of the cool things that we'll provide to all of the, the, the clients for Easy REI Closings is on your portal, there's a, a little tab on the side. It says resources. So we'll actually provide you with contracts that, that work for us and have been approved by all of our, um, all of our title companies. Very simple, one-page contract. I tell people it's so simple, a third grader can understand it. So the way that we get paid, so I tell people we're like, we're like Sam's and Costco, right? We have a, we have a small membership fee every month. And then, you know, we've got a transaction fee with each transaction. So we're going to teach you how to have your end buyer pay that fee for, for us, right? So it's $5.95. And there's a, you know, in our contract, it says, hey, the buyer is going to, going to pay this, this closing transaction fee, administrative fee to, to easy REI closings. So if you don't want to use our contract, we'll show you how to put that clause into your, into, to your own contract. So anyways, so your question was whether or not you have an assignment we use actually a contract where we're selling it from our company to the next person. And it looks like a contract, but it's really an assignment. So whether you've got, whether you're using the assignment contract or a contract two, as we call it, you're just going to upload that. That's going to come to us and we're going to take that and work it through the process. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, good. And if we decide we're going to double close, yeah. Can you help with that as well? What's the process involved with that? Certainly there's, and there's, there's no real difference in the process from if you were doing it or if you had a transaction coordinator in, 
in your company doing it. We just need to know ahead of time because we need to let the title company know so that they can be preparing the paperwork correctly. Okay. So th- you got to let the title company know. Mm-hmm. So this is the first American or whatever that you're working sure. with. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The more information you can tell us, like we've got a little box when you upload your contract, tell us a story, like tell us what's going on. If you know that this is an inherited property and there's 13, 13 heirs and you know, there was no probate done and there's no will. Like, let us know ahead of time. Cause that, yeah. the more information we have, the better we can help you. Yeah. And, you know, I tell people like, I can't sell your deal for you, but give me as much information and I can, like, we will reach out to, to the seller and all of the heirs and, and we'll prepare affidavits. We'll do everything that we can to, to get it closed up to the point where people won't answer us. Right. Are there any issues or things that you've seen happening where you, it's a cash deal? Sure. Right. There's no lending involved, no banks mm-hmm. involved. But using the buyer's funds, the B2C funds to close the A to B. Yeah. Most of the nationwide transaction company or title companies won't do that anymore. They don't okay. they don't love it. So you, you're really gonna need to use transactional funding if you want to do a double close. So explain what transactional funding is. Sure. So what you're talking about is you're gonna buy Mrs. Smith's property, twenty thousand dollars, right? And then you're selling your property. You're sell, let's say you're going to do two closings. So you're going to actually close on Mrs. Smith's for 20, and then you're selling it to Bob for 30, right? So ideally, in a, if you're going to double close and you would want to use Bob's funds, you would close with Bob first, and then Bob's money would, would close with Mrs. Smith. So you had no money out of pocket. Nationwide uh, title companies won't do that anymore. They stopped it a few years back. There's just been too many problems. So your option would be, you can wire the 20000 plus closing costs to the title company, close your deal, and then you would sell to, to Bob, right? And then you, you would collect the difference. Well, if you don't have that 20000 which is fine, even if you have it, you may not want to put up your own money. You can use a transactional funding company. I think they're anywhere between one and one and a half to maybe 2% at the max, where they'll put up that money for you so that you can close your deal. And the advantage to double closing that is, let's say you've got an $80,000 assignment fee. You may not want your buyer to see that on the HUD. You're talking about transactional funding. Yeah. Right? You bring in the money. Do you have any tr- transactional funding companies that you like to work with? We do. We've got a couple that we can recommend for you that do nice. nationwide stuff. Nice. Yeah. And about what's the fees involved with transactional funding? One and a half to 2% usually. Which isn't and bad. It's, I'll tell you, it's not. The best money, the best money right now is actually if you've got a couple hundred thousands to sit on transactional funding and work in a state like North Carolina, where they're really trying to do away with with wholesale deals. There, North Carolina wants everybody that's going to be involved in the transaction to sign a document saying that they know they know that there's an assignment going on. So, you know, if you wanted to partner up with with somebody over there and just do, you could do, you could turn your money two or three times a day over there. So, yeah, there's great money to be made in transactional funding. And and the cool thing about transactional funding, it's very safe too. Like the money is not put into the deal until there's a verified buyer on the other side with verified proof of funds that can actually yeah. close the deal. So it's very- Transactional funding is fantastic. So much safer, more safe than doing private money or hard money. Like if you're a yeah. lender, that's the best gig in town. So, you know, if you're making 20 grand on the deal and mm-hmm. you're buying it for 50 and selling it for 70, yeah. you're paying a 1%, one to two points, mm-hmm. right? For that transactional money, yeah. which on, what is that? 50 grand? Yes. $1,000. A thousand bucks? Plus Not a big deal. Costs. Yeah. And if it's smaller than that, you just do a simple assignment. Right, right. Yeah, um, we, I'll tell you, in our company, we try to assign everything because, yeah. you know, we'll do 250 deals this year. So, you know, $1,000 plus some closing costs, let's say we're at $3,000, you know, per transaction on 250. That's, that's a lot of money. So, you know, if you're doing high volume, we'll try to assign everything that we can. 
Okay, I wanted to ask you about because you do the deals virtually. What yeah. do you what do you do with notaries? So if um, I'm in St. Louis, you're in Tennessee, the deals yeah. in North Carolina. How do I can I can I virtually notarize documents? Some states will let you, but the nationwide title companies that we work with, they're set up with with mobile notaries nationwide. So again, another thing that's come that's been fantastic over the last couple of years is there's been this incredible huge refi boom in the country. So title companies have already figured all of this out. This isn't new. I did a refi on my own house that I bought three years ago, and they sent the mobile notary to my office, yeah. signed the paperwork, out they went. So yeah, so yeah getting- I met a mobile notary a few months ago at a local Panera. Yeah. <laughs> like he called us and said, I said, hey, we're going to be in this area at this time. He said, all right, great. I'll just meet you at the Panera right there. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Grab a coffee and sign sign your deal. Yeah, I just had a deal where actually I was, when we called, you called me earlier, I was going over the HUD and I had a, a private lender and we're getting her, you know, she had to sign a release for her for her underlying mortgage that I'm selling to this other guy. And yeah, we just sent the pri- the notary over to her house, signed, signed the, uh, the mortgage release and we were done. So yeah. Let's talk about a vacant land deal. You're, you know, I'm buying it. I'm in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. The vacant lot is in Jackson County, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But the seller lives in California. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I'm only buying it for five grand. Yeah. But, you know, again, I would rather have a transaction coordination company doing it for me. So I don't have to sure. worry about which the proper deeds to file and, and making uh-huh. sure the title is clear and all of yeah. that. Right. So I hire you guys to do it. The, the seller needs to notarize some docs. I need to notarize some docs. Yeah. You guys handle that. Mm-hmm. You you yeah. coordinate with the seller when and how to get the stuff signed, right? That's it. Yeah, our, yeah. our, our team of coordinators, so that's what they will do. So once the, once the title company gives us a clear to close, they'll jump on the phone and they'll call Mrs. Smith. Hey, Mrs. Smith, oh, when's, a, when's a good day for you to get this done? When, when will you be home? <laughs> or a so awesome. <laughs> you have no idea when you're doing a lot of small little vacant land sure. deals. Yeah. So we'll coordinate coordinate with her. Hey, when would be a great time to sign these docs? Fantastic. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to have a mobile notary give you a call. We're going to be between three and five on Monday. And she will call you and get, you know, get the exact address or you can give the address to me. And we'll, we'll nail down that time. Hey, Bob. Hey, we're getting ready to close this. I need to give you some wiring instructions or I need to talk to your hard money lender or whoever it is, right? And we need to get that information. We need to get those funds wired over. And then we're going to email you the docs. You need to just sign them and you can scan them back. Right, because because uh, the buyer doesn't have any docs that are notarized, so you know they can scan them back and then just send the wet signatures, which are the you know the actual signed docs back. So yeah, we're we're going to schedule all that stuff for you. All right. So then, how does the seller get their money? So we'll ask them the same thing. How would you like your funds? Would you like them wired, or would you like us to mail a check? Nice. So yeah. they can mail a cashier's check. However, they like. wire the money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. And what we'll tell them is as soon as so we're going to send the mobile notary over there. She's going to get all the documents signed. She's going to email those back to us. So we'll get an email copy. She'll overnight them as well, directly back to the title company. They don't come to us. And as soon as they get them, they'll initiate a wire. Nice. Nice. Yeah, perfect. Everything's clean. And we explained to them, you know, everything is handled by a third-party attorney and title company so that you can know and feel safe, Mrs. Smith, that all the paperwork's done. And once you sign for this property, you're done and you never have to worry about it again. Nice. And, And that's one thing that's great that you can tell your sellers, hey, you know, Mrs. Smith, um, we're using Easy REI Closings. They're going to be our transactions company, and they are going to make sure that all this paperwork is handled correctly. Same thing with your buyer as well, right? Hey, Bob, we want to make sure that when we get this property transferred over to you, that it has clear title, that everything is done correctly, taxes are prorated. So so it's their job to make sure everything is handled um, 100% correctly for you. All right. 
was going to ask about title insurance. You can still yeah. get title insurance with you guys. Yeah, hundred percent. Now we definitely recommend title insurance. Um, and that's how much would that cost for, you know, if I'm buying a vacant lot that's worth mm -hmm. 25 and I'm buying it for five. Yeah. So I think title companies have a minimum. I'm sure I've, I've been a long time since I've done a $5,000 deal, but I think two or two fifty is probably the minimum on a title policy. What do you mean? 200,000? No, 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 no. $200. There's a, there's a bottom to, so yeah. Sorry, let me let me back up. So closing costs are always actually set by an individual county or state, and they're a percentage of what the, the sales price is, the purchase price, right? So doc stamps, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, transfer tax, all of those things. Every state's a little bit different what they require, but a title policy is also a percentage of the of the purchase price of the amount that the title company is going to insure your property for. Yeah. So if you're buying it for 20,000, 50,000, 500,000, um, that's how they, that's how they set the amount for the, for the title policy. So there is a, there is a minimum on what they will charge you for, for a title policy. Would you recommend it on a, you know, on a deal you're buying for five grand, that's worth 25 grand. I'm talking about vacant land. Specifically. Yeah. How are you selling it? Well, used to sell them all with cash. Now okay. I'm going to start selling them with owner financing. Yeah. Here's Does what I'm going to do. it depend on what the end buyer wants? It depends on what the end buyer wants. And so make the end buyer pay for it? Yeah, 100%. Always yeah. make your end buyer pay for it. Yeah. It's no different than a regular wholesale deal. So we're looking at going in the next year and starting to buy a bunch of land on tax deeds. So, of course, a tax deed, you really can't get clear title. There are people that will do it, but that's a longer conversation. It's not a great title policy. But... So the, the issue with a tax deed is depending upon the state and the county, it will take anywhere from seven to 10 years to be able to get clear title on that without doing like a super quiet title or something like that. And that's for a, a tax lien auction or something that is delayed. Exactly. They're delinquent on taxes and right. there's a whole process involved. Yeah. Like the city will tell you it's got clear title, but a, a title company won't won't issue a policy on that. So we're looking at purchasing some of those really in bulk over the next year or two and selling them out on owner financing with a seven to 10 year term. So that by the time we know, you know, we don't want it to be prepaid. So that by the time uh, it pays off, then we'll be able to give them clear title if they want it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is, um, it's very rare, right? Mm -hmm. It's very rare on vacant land deals because you can't, you can't borrow money on a vacant land. Right. Most of the time, right? So it's very rare to get a lien attached to it or something like that. Yeah. But I would imagine, you know, the more expensive deals, I've heard some people say 5000 or 10000 your purchase price, you know, typically above that price range, you want to get title insurance for mm -hmm. it. But you can charge your neighbor, uh, your, your, your neighbor, you can charge your end buyer. Sure. Absolutely. That, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to ask you about the cost, the fees. If people go to closelikejoe.com, you can get more information. Talk about how much you guys charge. There's an upfront fee uh -huh. that covers what, and there's also uh -huh. a transaction fee, which is very, very cheap. Yeah. So the upfront fee right now is $2,000. We've committed to keeping it there until about June of this year, and then it's going to go up just a little bit. So what that covers, once you sign up, custom portal is made for you. And this is where you're going to upload all of your documents, where you're going to see everything. Within that, you also get we have a big, huge built-out resources tab. So I've actually created an entire mini course on contracts, all of the contracts that you're going to need. So we'll supply that if you if you want to use our contracts to be consistent, fantastic. If you don't, that's okay. I'll show you how to at least put that clause in there so that your end buyer can be paying the transaction fee for each for each closing, which is $5.95. If you don't want your buyer to pay for it, that's okay. You can pay for it, right? It's still still cheaper than upfronting for a transaction coordinator. The question I get asked the most all the time is, well, is the buyer going to get upset because I've got $5.95 in there? Joe, I've done over 200 of these in just the last probably year. I've had two people, two people ever say anything about it. And one person were like, 
ah, man, we'll split it with you. And the other one, we waived it because it was like a $40,000 assignment fee. Like, I didn't want to make any waves with this guy. We just wanted that deal to close. This deal that I was telling you about the HUD I'm reviewing, I'm actually selling that to a buddy of mine who's the biggest realtor in town. And he has a 1995 assignment fee or uh, administrative fee on his contract. So I emailed him. I'm like, Mark, or he's texting him. Does anybody ever say anything about this uh, assignment? Or like $1,995? $1,995 admin fee on every contract for every property he buys for himself. I'm like, dude, does anybody ever give you any grief about that? He's like, nope, not a one. He's like, in fact, Zillow and Open Door and all the rest of them are 2,500 bucks. So 595 is cheap. Everybody is charging administrative fees right now. And they're charging um, those administrative fees to the buyers. To the, to the buyers or in the sellers too. In his case, he's charging it to the sellers. So 100%, the way that we explain it to people is absolutely. So here's what the 595 fee is. We want to have a third party that's going to handle all of your paperwork and going to make sure that this transaction is done correct, right? Because that's what's important to you. We want to guarantee clear title. We want to make sure taxes are prorated correctly. I want to make sure that somebody's making sure that the security deposits are transferred correctly, that the rents are prorated. So so that's that's what uh, what that fee is for. But honestly, one out of 10 people will even look at the contract deep enough to ask for it. So, I mean, obviously, if you tell the seller, hey, no closing costs, I'll pay yeah. all your closing costs, yep. then you, you, you have to, you can't charge them closing costs. But maybe you don't need to say that. Well, here's what our contract does say, which is why we recommend you should use our contract. What our contract with the seller of record, our contract one says, is that the buyer, in this case, us, right? Because think of it as a wholesale fee, that we will pay... We'll pay closing costs, title policy, and all standard costs to close the, the deal. Does um, And it says, seller is responsible for all fees and to clear the title. So now if I have to start doing, so if I have to start doing a lot of work and I'm calling the 19 heirs and I'm collecting, yeah. I'm creating 19 affidavits of heirship, if I have to do all that stuff, that gives me the ability to charge that back to the seller. Because that's to clear the title. We're doing legitimate work to clear the title. Well, a lot of times too, on vacant land, we're buying it for so cheap. We're just going to go ahead and close on it yeah. as soon as possible, right? We spend five grand on it. We buy it. We close it. We own it. And yeah. then we start marketing it and advertising it. And maybe a month later, two months later, mm-hmm. we find a cash buyer we can sell it to, mm-hmm. right? Or we can um, sell it on owner financing on terms. So we don't technically mm-hmm. have a closing at that point. Yeah. So the so that's a couple of questions that raises to me, Dave. Yes. All right, right. So then we can charge the 595 to the seller. Sure. Okay. Closing costs. Yeah. Right. now. We're going to now we have title to the property. When we get a buyer a month or two later who's starting to pay owner, do mm-hmm. owner financing on it, yeah, can you help with that side of the paperwork or do we sure. just wait until they cash us out? You no, know, in three or no, four 100%. Years? We can, yeah, we can definitely set that up. Um, you were asking me earlier about a um, an escrow company. If you have one that you like to use, 100%, we can we can coordinate that. So, yeah, charge the seller. You can you can add in, listen, a contract is between two people, what two people agree to. So, if you want to charge them, Again, my buddy, $1,995, $1,995 on every deal. He's charging them, right? So that's just going to reduce from, from their um, their proceeds at closing. And then, oh, yeah. yeah, 100% as part of the fee yeah. of your contract for deed or your lease option or whatever it is that you're doing, 100% there should be a fee in there. Well, yeah. in the contract for deed, you don't really need to use you guys at no. all, do we? No. I mean, it's not until they're ready, the end buyer mm-hmm. is ready to right. cash us out or refinance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I still put a fee in there for when it does eventually close. Yeah, and then at that point you can charge five ninety five to charge the end buyer. Charge them if you want to put in your contract, Joe, that you're going to charge them fifteen hundred dollars. We get five ninety five, and you make the extra. Like we're just we're just going to get paid off the HUD for five ninety five. So nice. if there's more in there, you know, Good. charge it. 
I, I'm telling you, people are doing it right now and nobody's saying a word. Yeah. Any of you guys listening to this have any questions right now? Again, if you go to closelikejoe.com, closelikejoe.com, and that link should be working, then you get more information on what David does. I love this because a, a year or two ago, I did a course with a friend of mine, Larry Goins, called mm -hmm. um, uh, Small Town Profits. Yeah. And I love what Larry's doing. And I'm going to be talking about this course more, but he's in Charlotte, very busy, competitive market. All of the hedge funds are in there. And they've been in there for three, four, five years now, right? Mm -hmm. So he decided, you know what? I'm going to go out two or three counties out. Yeah. And, start, and he has virtually zero competition. I mean, where he's getting one half percent response rate with his postcards or maybe half, mm -hmm. a quarter of 1% response rate on his postcards in the big city, yeah. he's getting th two, three, 5% response rates on his yeah. direct mail in the small towns, mm -hmm. which always then brings up the question from people of like, well, how am I going to close those deals? Sure. Do I have to find a title company in that small town to do it? And yeah. here with David's company, you can actually have them handle this. Yeah. And yeah, handle we'll take, we'll take all of that off right off the plate. We're, right, with the sellers, with the buyers, whether it's an assignment or a double close. Yeah. And you can also get hooked up with the transaction coordination or the transaction um, um, money in the middle, transaction sure. money. What's that called? <laughs> Transactional funding. Transactional funding. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. That's a, that's the way my brain feels like it's working today. But yeah, so we can do all kinds of deals. We can do novations. You know, if you want to do well, explain what a novation. Oh, that's right. I forgot to bring that Novations. up. Yeah, that is big, big right now. Talk about what a novation is and how you guys can help them. So, I'm not the expert on novations. I think you're going to talk later to my friend Corey Geary, who is the expert on later it. Today. Novation simply means let me get it right here. It's replacement of contract is the legal term. So, using the novation strategy, and I'm not qualified to teach it. Definitely talk to Corey. But where you can actually take a, a wholesale deal and turn it into uh, you can list it on MLS where your end buyer can get a loan from a bank, which you can't do in a, in a traditional wholesale deal, right? Because of there's title seasoning. There's just so many issues where wholesaling, we are looking for cash buyers only. So it's another strategy to take those deals where maybe the seller owes too much or, you know, they're, they need more money and you could take those deals and, and, and profit from them and, and, you know, sell them to an end buyer who can, who can get a loan, but a little bit different strategy, but hundred percent, we can close those deals. We're, we're closing for, for all of Corey's students right now doing that. Yeah, I'm going to be talking to Corey later today yeah. about this. It's it's a strategy called Novations. Yep. And yep. David can close your Novation deals. Yeah. Just so yep. Yeah, we're the I think the only transaction company that's working for investors that can close in all 50 states. Nice. What yeah. about subject twos? Sure. Those deals as well. Similar to Novations kind of a little bit. Very similar. Yeah, but, there's no difference in what we can do. We can 100% close that deal. Um, I have somebody in my office who used to work for a big title company in Nashville that's done thousands of subject two deals. So 100%. We've got we can we can probably help you with the uh, with some of those forms um, for if you're a client of ours of disclosures and things because you want to subject two is a little bit different of an animal, you know. Unless you've been, I wouldn't say go out and do subject two unless you've gone through some courses and, and got to get some good training on subject. Got to get some training there. Yeah. Do you do you help the the investor with the insurance stuff? Can you tell them at least, you know, maybe point them to a good insurance company or yeah, yeah, we how can. to set that up? Yeah, yeah. If, depending on the state, if, if we've got some contacts there, we're happy to help you with that. Nice. Yeah. Well, David, thanks for being a guest on my podcast. I apologize for being rude and muting myself. No, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thrilled to be back, Joe. I, I, I remember the first one we did and I, I really appreciate you putting me on. Ten and a half years ago. I'm telling you, man. Eleven almost. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I'm glad to see you're still in the business and doing well, David. And um, congratulations to you. Thank you. 
Guys, go to closelikejoe.com. I do get a commission, but this is a company that we're going to be using for all of our land deals going forward because we're going to be, I'll be talking a lot more about this in 2022 as we progress through the year, but we're going to start doing a lot of land deals in my IRA and I'm going to be documenting all of that process. We're doing a new market challenge coming up here soon. I'm going to be documenting how we're going into new markets. I'm going to be going into California and Florida and North Carolina. And we're going to be buying small, I'm helping, I'm going to be helping my mom buy some vacant land in California. That's awesome. Yeah. And so we're going to use David's company. So this is going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm going to be documenting this whole process. You're going to be seeing how I'm doing it. It's going to be on my YouTube channel, on my podcast. So if you are listening to this on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you so much. But I want to encourage you to subscribe to my YouTube channel because a lot of these videos that I'm going to be doing going forward in 2022, I'm going to be demonstrating things like showing my computer screen of how we pull the list, how we do the research, how we find the deals. So it's going to be pretty awesome. All right. Sure. Cool. All right. Closelikejoe.com. If that link doesn't work for whatever reason, if you look in the description of this video in Facebook or YouTube, the correct link will be in there. Also in the description on my on my podcast website, realestateinvestingmastery.com. Thank you so much, okay. David, for being on the Joe, show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We'll see you guys later. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.